Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. He actually doesn't really do that voice in this game. No, uh, he's uh, he's surprisingly sounding um, a lot more subdued. More subdued, more angry. He's a m- mm. more angry person. And not as many um, brother from Liquid either. <laughs> Which is a shame because it is. It's, bro- it's a lot of brother. brother. Come here, brother. 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 Uh, rather than in Twin Snakes and Two, where he just reveals himself and yells, "Brother!" brother! <laughs> and it's the most beautiful thing because everything is ridiculous at that point. Right? Okay, let's record a podcast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping episode 40. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. It's the start of our Metal Gear side series of podcasts with just me, Jackson Tyler, talking to different guests with different perspectives on the games in the Metal Gear series. Today, I'm joined by Corey Milne, an Irish game critic living in Scotland, to talk about Metal Gear Solid, the first or third game in the series, depending on uh, the way you count. Uh, on the PlayStation in 1998. Corey is a great guy. You can find his writing at coreymilne.wordpress.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Milne, and he's also been in the recent shooter ebook, which was edited by Reed McCarter and Patrick Lindsay, I believe. And I'm incredibly happy to welcome him to the show. So, this is going to be a lot of spoilers for probably all the Metal Gear games. So, the discussion is very open, but if that sounds like something you would enjoy, then please sit down and enjoy this beginning of the abnormal mapping side series so let's have fun brother Hello everyone, welcome to Abnormal Mapping number question mark. I don't know, I have recorded an intro you've already heard, uh, but I haven't actually said that yet because we're recording from the past. Because in the past I am talking to a bunch of people about Metal Gear and going through the series for you, your entertainment. Uh, today I have Corey Milne with me. Is that how I pronounce it? I should... Is it... Yes, yes, Corey Milne, that's it. Yes. Uh, I assumed I was right and then I doubted myself. No, no, I'll always assume that you're right. That's what I do. <laughs> that's, the, that's Anything you do. With everything in life, just assume that you're right. 
and you'll probably be okay. Oh, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you could make a mistake. Just, nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, but we're here to talk about the first game in, well, the first Metal Gear Solid game. Metal Gear? Uh, Metal Gear, yes. Yes, the answer's yes. The answer's always yes, Snake. <laughs> Every single time you've asked a question, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid as written by David Mamet. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> You're saying I am. Yes. No. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, but we've uh, replayed the game. Uh, in preparation for this podcast, and I think we'll just go into it uh, for later. I'm going to talk to Corey about their experiences with the series in general, as I'm going to do with each of the guests. But now we're just going to go. What What was your takeaway coming back to uh, Metal Gear Solid for the? Actually, no, this is bad podcasting. I guess I should summarize what this is for people who somehow haven't heard of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> uh, what are these gears? That what are, are these solid? Gears? Yeah, it's um. So Metal Gear Solid is a or Metal Gear is a series uh, from uh, Konami and led development by Hideo Kojima for the last 25 years? No, longer than that. Longer? 20... 27? 28 years? At least 28, I think. It's 87 to now, so it's 28 years. Yeah, 28 years. Coming into the 29th year in 2016, <laughs> but I guess it does, that doesn't count because it's done. It's older than Alpha Jackson. It's old. <laughs> That's true. It's older than both of us. <laughs> Uh, and it's um, the story of oh god <laughs> gotta summarise the entire <laughs> okay yeah go right ahead I'll leave this to you Okay, uh, so it's the story of Solid Snake at the start but it's mostly the story of uh, these characters and in these situations who are affected by war in a bunch of ways someone builds a Metal Gear, someone has to destroy a Metal Gear these things remain constant other things change uh, it is a large, ongoing, consistent continuity series and games in a way that pretty much nothing else has ever been, except maybe Castlevania. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the closest analogue. Uh, and Or Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just this really interesting saga of a bunch of bad things happening to these people. Uh, there's Solid Snake, he's the main character of this game and the last game. Uh, Raiden's another make. It's um, this is every time I try to explain Metal Gear to people without spoiling it, I mm. make it worse. I make them more confused. Yes, like where where do you insert say the cyborg ninjas and the nano machines? Into- I I don't even get to that. I'm just trying to say what the series. So this game, Metal Gear Solid, is uh, the sequel to Metal Gear Two, which is the sequel to Metal Gear, uh, in which uh, Solid Snake comes out of retirement. Mm-hmm. He is forced out of retirement by Colonel Campbell to take on uh, the members of his old unit who have gone rogue and are holding up an island off in the Fox Archipelago called Shadow Moses. And that's basically it. The setups for these games are actually rather light. Yes. Uh, the There is a lot of detail. It kind of comes later as you realize that every single piece of information you had been told was always a lie. Just a lie, just a bold-faced lie. And Snake is sitting there going, what? And you're sitting there going, what? Yeah, it's true. Uh, And I think that's not... I think this game represents that more than any of the others, even more Mm. than two. 
Uh-huh. It, it struck me going back and playing this game just mm-hmm. how clueless Snake is all of the time. Yeah. With regards with, to everything. With regards to everything, which I should say doesn't make any sense considering I've, I went back before I played this for this game and I watched a playthrough of uh, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, in which every single thing he is told turns out to be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's very angry at this. <laughs> and then he comes back and it happens again. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, there will be spoilers, obviously, for the entire Metal Gear saga. I've probably said that in the intro, because I think we've already said a bunch. So, s- assuming you know what Metal Gear is, come in and enjoy the chat. We're going to start uh, talking about the first game, Metal Gear Solid, right now. So, what, just in the basest way, what was the like first impression you had going back to it, Corey? Uh, the first impression I had oh, going back to it was, I think, after so many years of people going... Oh, Metal Gear Solid 1 was the perfect game. It was, you know, its own little thing. It was grounded. It was gritty. It was, you know, all these wonderful things. And then it somehow spiralled out of control after the first game with uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and such. But I played this again. I was like, no, this is just as ludicrous as any of the other games. And it seems like we've just tended to push all those bits aside. In so, favour of nostalgia and mm-hmm. thinking that this is somehow more restrained. So you, I assume you played Metal Gear games way young. Uh, I had just played them this year, so you've played, been around for a, this series for a while. Sure, yeah. yeah. So um, I wanted to ask that question about that narrative that surrounded around this game. Because I don't, where did the narrative come from that Metal Gear Solid 2 was grounded, Metal Gear Solid 1 was grounded and Metal Gear Solid 2 was like a betrayal of the grounded military story that is genes and cyborg ninjas and psychics? I, I wish I could tell you. I, I really... I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. How... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I... I'd, myself, personally, I was quite young when Metal Solid came out. Yeah. What, when, which year did it come out? 98. 98. 98. So I was like... Oh, I was... 9, 10-ish. 9, 10, yeah. Um, so my first experience with Metal Solid was actually watching my dad play through it. On the television. Yeah. And so it just blew me away. Just like, it's the first kind of mature game, if you want to say that, that I've, you know, seen being played. It was like, oh my god, this is amazing, you know. There's this boss is moving the controller across the floor. That was a nice shared moment for both me and my dad. We're like, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> He's, you like Castlevania! Oh, oh. no! For oh. <laughs> these games these days. <laughs> for what will they do next? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I, at that time, I didn't really understand the game anyway. Uh, you know, nanomachines, genome armies, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it was over the top, but it was over the top in the way a 10-year-old is naturally over the top anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it, yeah. it if, didn't make much impression. I guess this game definitely, if, if the explanation is a bunch of people played it young, it fits into a child's idea of what maturity is. Yes, I think that's actually you've hit the nail on the head there. We all saw it when we were young, and we were like, "Wow, this is this is real storytelling." <laughs> you know, this, this, these psychic soldiers and these cyborg ninjas. This is real life, man. Zanzibar um, Land, my friends. Zanzibar, never forget. Never Zanzibar forget Zanzibar Land, Land is. Uh, I guess I'll ask that question. What is the best base name in all of Metal Gear? I like. Mm. Hmm, yeah, I know. I've, mm. Hmm. 
I think Out of Heaven. I've Out always liked that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Nice, it's got a nice, nice ring to it. Nice. It's the reason it's the main one. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, although I have no connection at all with Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Uh, Metal Gear um, 2's re- going back and watching it and realizing, oh, this is like key to the story. Okay. Mm. Metal Gear 2, uh, Metal Gear 1, nothing happens. Like, Big Boss betrays you, but there's there's not very much story within it. No. Uh, but Metal Gear 2 is just a Metal Gear game. Like, it's all it's all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's D- weird. Didn't, um, didn't Kojima retcon it, though? Because I don't think Big Boss ever said that he was Snake's father. I don't think he says that line. I don't remember that line no. when I watched it, but I think he retcon. But the Metal Gear Solid games are hilarious in how much they're just a series of retcons. Like, for a series that people claim is about continuity, it doesn't give a it, fuck. No, and, you know, if anyone ever says, oh yeah, I can, I can follow this continuity, yeah, it's, it's simple. You're like, no, you can't, you're just lying to me now. Well, I can follow it and it's simple. Like, I actually don't think it's that complex. I just think it doesn't care about, like, it cares about whatever game it's making and can mm. change other things that happen to fit that. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, I think so. I, um... So, yeah, play, going no, back to... No, I think people were so... Um, when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, mm-hmm. first of all, they felt betrayed because Raiden stepped in uh-huh. and took the limelight away from Snake. He can you cartwheel. Know. He can cartwheel across ramps. Yeah, you know, he, he can cartwheel. He can slip on board poop. He can cartwheel <laughs> naked, which can... is something I can't do. I could, I could not do that. I, I, um... If I was to cartwheel naked, I would have to at least use my hands. Yeah, there is a dexterity to Raiden's movement there that is frankly impressive. Oh, I think we can all agree on that. Master, <laughs> master of gravity. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Raiden. Um, and I think Mega Solid Two was so it was. I don't think it was anything like anything people had ever seen before in the fact that it was so convoluted, and mm-hmm. so it was harder to understand. And people didn't want to maybe work that hard to understand it, and it was like, well. Belgasol 1 is just so much more constrained and simpler. And so they've, it's taken on that kind of air to it. And I th- that's true to an extent. I guess we'll get into that later. I don't want to do... I want to, I guess, talk about it as a game quickly before we go into the crazy mm. story stuff. Uh, because, yeah, uh, we'll do that afterwards. So what... I guess we should actually mention that the Melgasol is a game that you play with your hands. <laughs> yes. Uh, you touch buttons and things happen. It, it makes it very clear at certain points that it is you playing a game with your hands. Yes, yes. Why are you here? <laughs> you enjoy all the playing the game with your hands. Uh, the playing with the, the game with the hands with the controller. <laughs> That's it. Like, apparently Liquid Snake and this is just an awful Italian stereotype. I don't know what he was thinking making that creative choice. I mean, I guess he's made grosser ones. So, oh, what can we say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we yeah. go. But so I was struck playing uh, this game because I tr- uh, what was my I tried to play Metal Gear Solid One for the first time this time last year. Mm. Uh, that would be, I guess this, I don't know when these are coming out because I've got to record all of them first. So that would be like November twenty fourteen, and I got to Revolver Ocelot and was like, Nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, so one I heard that when my friend had a copy of Twin Snakes because like, you can't afford that in the UK it's, it's lost time but my friend had mm. a copy of it and I'm like I'm taking that I'm going to play that so that was my first experience with Metal Gear Solid okay. I've never actually played Twin Snakes it's so ludicrous I've heard and that's exactly why I want to play it, it uh, now that I've played both of them I actually think I prefer the Playstation 1 version 
mostly for the soundtrack. Like, oh, okay. the, uh, the best is yet to come doesn't play in Twin Snakes in the same way. Oh, it doesn't. Well, that's yeah. a shame. Like the game, the, one of the most striking moments of Metal Gear Solid is that it opens with this just weird choral arrangement of snakes sw- swimming into the base. Mm. But in Twin Snakes, it just it's straight in with like, it's like, oh, these people watched The Matrix, and it's 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 fantastic. It's a good bit of fun. Liquid goes brother a lot more, but I I would, I I would probably stick to. Uh, the PS1 further just to see the progression of the series even though mm. Twin Snakes is in line a lot more because they, they change a lot of things going forward like Snake's voice changes uh, and everyone else's voice changes because everyone loses their accent oh right oh did they not use the same actors in Twin Snakes no they totally use the same actors but Snake is doing his Snake voice rather than David Hayter Gruff voice oh okay uh uh Naomi isn't British anymore because ah. she's not British in 4 for some reason and no um, Me- Meryl sounds more like Meryl and Campbell doesn't sound as angry because <laughs> I assume when they translated this game they didn't realise that in the future all these characters were going to go on to be good friends <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. have this tone of military like just antagonism between everyone even though the game's written in a way to suggest this antagonism is like professional mm-hmm. uh, and they actually all understand each other by the end <laughs> Yeah, Snake's always going like, oh, Campbell, he's my buddy. And then Campbell's like, you've got to go here, Snake. Yeah, and then Snake's like, you've, you've betrayed to me, Campbell. What, you lied. You lied. Uh, but no, we're getting away from the fact that it's a game that you play with your hands. Uh, so <laughs> it's a game in your hands. It's yeah, a game hands. in the hands, yeah, yeah, exactly. A game in the hands is worse, too, in the uh, disk drive. Um, so I was, I found it difficult at first, but I, I think that it gets less difficult as you go. Because uh, mm-hmm. what Melga Solid is to me as a thing that you play is this strange, uh, like spatial knowledge and empowerment. Like as you progress through mm-hmm. Shadow Moses and understand it more, you you become more empowered as a player. Yes, uh, like you get more weapons, you get more keycards. You your knowledge over your space and mm-hmm. your just personal ability increases in tandem, and that basically defines the series gameplay until four. No, no, definitely. I um, definitely wanted actually the biggest thing coming away from Metal Solid One. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed was its use of space to kind of funnel you into this um, just this position of power. Um, yeah. You know, from the beginning, where you're relatively weak, and then it um, it's essentially it thrusts you into situations of violence and power, where you don't ha- you aren't given a lot of choice to do anything but push forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think th- that uh, struck me about the game's uh, set, like the way it designs its encounters. Because at the f- at the start, for about the first hour, mm. it's a couple of puzzle rooms and stealth rooms, and you have to work out how to avoid people. You have to take it really cautiously. Mm-hmm. You don't have a silencer yet. Everything's difficult. But about a third of the way in, pretty much every single like the amount of stealth rooms there are is about six left in the game, maybe mm-hmm. if that. And instead, it's just these set pieces, either bosses or specific encounters designed as action moments. Um, oh yeah, I think once you get out of the tank hangar, then it's very much set piece, set piece. Um, a couple of rooms here and there, and then more bosses. Because mm-hmm. you have the you have the uh, what's it the 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 hall the floor, the uh, the electric floor. Yes. Yeah, the electric floor, and then you have the 
like the, the communication tower. You have the dogs. It's does, this is actually I think where Melga Solid's cinematic design comes in in a way uh, more than its cutscenes. The the way it structures the things that you do in infiltrating a base, it feels like a movie. Mm. And that when in a film someone infiltrates a base, they don't do the same thing over and over and over again. They are met with different challenges, and that's the interesting part. Like these yes. challenges are all one-offs, and it's like, oh, they what have they run into this time? And you have to deal with that, and that's the feeling of Metal Gear Solid. Whereas, I feel like a good game design is, uh, as like a capital G, uh, suggests that you should iterate on these tasks and the players should get more skillful at these specific tasks as they go and there's a bit of that in Metal Gear but it kind of walks away from it very quickly for instead this separate set piece design which is effective at what it wants to do no but you do end up getting um, say the the Sokum and the Famous quite early on Mm -hmm. Uh, you get the Sokum really early but I don't think the Sokum counts until you have the Silencer no Uh, once you have a Silencer you're ready to go oh that's it like, no one can stop you. No one can stop you. Like, guards become trivial. Well, kind of. Because mm-hmm. you don't know how to aim at them. Aiming in this game is terrible. Yes. You just kind of hold it... Like, you hold it down and hope you're close enough to aim, but not close enough for that they can see you. See you. <laughs> just jam on the square button over and over and over again. It's great. Yeah, until off screen, you just hear it. <laughs> yeah, you see a light go out and you hear... Ugh! And then maybe... <laughs> if you're lucky. And you're like, oh, yes, drops, yes. items. Love the items. And yeah, so what uh, was one of your like uh, favorite encounters going through the game then this time, like as a moment in Metal Gear Solid? Um, as a moment, uh, I think my favorite boss fight this time was actually Vulcan Raven. Oh, okay. Um, not the tank. Fuck the tank. Fuck the tank. Fuck, Fuck the, the tank. tank. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, later on in the, uh, the storage bit. Um, because it uses, it kind of brings back, it's the only battle really where you can use stealth in a way to um, like sneak around the containers and see where he's coming. Because he's got a massive line of sight. Well, sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't see you at all and just kept on walking. <laughs> but um, no, because I, I, was, I was at that stage maybe dragging around six uh, backpacks full of claymores. There you go. Oh, totally you... unfair to poor Raven, but like... Oh, you just laid claymores everywhere and waited oh, for him everywhere. to walk into them. He oh. just kept walking into them like oh, an that, idiot. That's, that's good. I just used the Nikita. Ah, yeah, okay. I can see that. My sl- original strategy was the Stinger. The Stinger is good, but you have to be in his line of sight for it to work unless yes. you can get behind him. Uh Man, that's I didn't. I, I didn't even think of using claymores. I didn't even. I, I even though uh, Gray Fox tells you. I mean, Deep Throat tells you. Uh, he, oh, you mean Mister X? Mister No, no. I mean Deep Throat. Mister X isn't yet. Come on, Corey. <laughs> Keep this straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I just can't do it. Oh, Salahanthropus. Sure, whatever. <laughs> names. Metal Gear names. Huey. <laughs> It's weird that Otacon, when he gives his backstory in this game and says, oh, my father was born uh, on the day of the Hiroshima bomb. Mm. He didn't say, my father was born on the day of the Hiroshima bomb. And my uh, grandfather, who was part of the Manhattan Project, named him Huey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Good uh, what, Huey. What day is it today? Well, it's an awful day. Hiroshima's just been atomic bombed. Well, I think in honor of this, my son must be called Huey to Huey. represent how he must never follow down the same path. Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the my favorite dumb like a sort of records. Otacon's oh, dad, so Huey. Dumb. Huey. <laughs> Good old Huey. Yeah. Good old Huey. Uh, he's ridiculous. Uh, where were we before we <laughs> went down this path? Um, oh, I don't know. Claymores. Claymo- right. Oh, right. Yes. I didn't know how to pick, so I just like kept running into them and just healing myself. Well, that's the thing. Throughout the entire game, like you're picking these things up and you're like, I have no chance to ever use these things. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe that boss fight was maybe set up specifically just to offload some Claymores. We're like, hey, these feel useful, finally. I love the way that this game allows multiple like approaches at every single angle mm. like you just have so much shit that you can use you can, all right let's try claymores on this boss let's try this and y- you can pretty much get through 99 percent of the game and this is far more true in future games just with a silence pistol uh, as soon as you can do first person yeah. aiming you can just kill everyone with a silent pistol and be dumb uh but they are designed with so much stuff uh, to just, hey, just try it. Just throw a grenade in there. See what mm. you can do. I really like that. I, I, I want to play stuff again just for that reason. Not the whole game. I just I wish there... I mean, I guess I could just get VR missions. It'll have my back. Sure, yeah. Uh, gotta love VR missions. Gotta love VR missions. It's a shame that kind of thing doesn't exist in modern Metal Gear. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, lots of things are a shame about modern Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Uh, we'll talk about that later, uh, but... Yeah, so I guess what was my favorite? Hmm, I was going to say, what was your favorite moment? Hmm, hmm. You know, it was probably just this really small one, which is the uh, after you repel for, away from the hind the first time, uh, you're like met with those three snipers on the bridge. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this tiny little moment, but it's like, I, what did I do? I you, you lie down immediately, you snipe one of them, you duck out the way. It's a uh, it's a, one of the few moments in which I feel the limited controls of the PlayStation Metal Gear actually benefit the tension rather than making you feel, oh, what the fuck do I do? Uh, cause, oh, really? That's, yeah. uh, that's interesting you say that. I, uh, I, I, I repelled down there. First time, I completely forgot about the snipers on your end of the bridge. <laughs> uh, and they I just rolled me down. Yeah, no, I did too. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. I tried bastards. to run back, just dead. Mm-hmm. So, did it again. Um, just kind of stepped off to the side when they couldn't see me. Uh, and just nick it out to them, just off the edge, like. <laughs> All three of them and, and they wouldn't die first hit, so I'd shoot them. They'd explode, they'd get up, and I would do it like two more times over and over, and they wouldn't move. <laughs> they should really take the hint when they've had mm. uh, three rocket launchers. That's what I had to do for the um, what was it? The uh, sniper wolf fight. Because <laughs> I can't, I can't snipe sniper wolf. Like the first sniper wolf fight in the. Uh, Corridor is great. Yeah. It's a far more enclosed thing that works with the like, technology that they have. But in this one, like, I, I have to just find a place where I can crouch but not be hit and kind of shoot at her. Mm-hmm. So I think that fight is one that you have to kind of uh, exploit to get through, which is a shame. Yeah, I always gravitate towards the tree at the left side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're meant to, but there's it's uh, it's got nothing on other sniper fights in the series. No. Uh, I guess it's only really the end. Ah, there's, there's one with Quiet, technically. Oh, shit, then there's the one with in 4. I forget that 4 has all the boss fights from 1 again. Is it 1 in 4? I can't remember. There's, yeah, the, 
everyone forgets the Beauty and the Beast score because they are probably the single worst thing in the entire Metal Gear series. But they are still in that game, inexplicably. Because <laughs> they have nothing to do with any of it. No. It's actually remarkable how much you just say, oh, now it's time to have to fight this naked lady. Okay. Naked ladies. Uh, I have... The reaction to Quiet has been surprising only in the... I'm like, if, man, if you were around for four, you guys, then I could really show you something. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, it has always been this way. I, I, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. That, that's, uh, that's why I kind of object to the narrative that like, Metal Gear has gotten worse. It's... Eh. It's yeah. It's it's a constant beast. Yeah, it it is what it is, and you have to take the good with the bad. Emma Emmerich is in Metal Gear Solid Two. You have to accept that. <laughs> Doesn't even know that. Yeah. Whew. Uh, <laughs> the worst set piece in the entire game, I think, is the fucking blast furnace. Uh, entirely because the. I can't... Snake can't stick on the ledge. He can't stand up on a ledge, apparently, ever. <laughs> Did you have that trouble, or is that just me, when you have to, like, um, go across? I, uh... I think I fell in once. Oh, I fell in, like, six times. And I fell in, like, six times when I played it the last time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, um... I think the place I died the most was probably... Oh, and Liquid's driving you after you in the fucking Jeep. Oh, at the end? Yeah, yeah. I did fine in that. I was I was lucky. Oh, no, I, he kept... Uh, I kept missing him <laughs> for some reason. Just couldn't hit him. Uh, uh, Liquid, when he's just... Who, who did you escape with? Oh, I escaped with Meryl. Okay. I think the Otacon escape's better, but I also escaped with Meryl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, well, I'm playing it again. I might as well do it properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess, but... Uh, as evidenced by future games, and I feel like this game, the game and Snake cares way more about Otacon's relationship with Snake than it does about Meryl. I do not buy Meryl as, like, romantic interest for Snake one bit. No, that really threw me off at the end. Like, suddenly it's like, they're beautiful. Let's ride off into the sunset and live for life. And I was like, okay, Snake, yeah, right. Yeah, whatever you say. Um, when, in the next game, he's like, I am in love with Otacon and we are going to take down all the Metal Gears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me and my bestie gonna go <laughs> save the world. We and my bestie are gonna go go fix everything, take these photos. Yeah, and uh, then that's a beautiful relationship. It it is. Well, I think it's uh, Metal Gear does not care about romantic relationships in, in the same way. Like it's strange because the series has a lot of gross uh, stuff in regards to sex, but I think it's mm-hmm. one of the most sexless series I've ever played. Uh, even though would, it, would you say that? I mean, Snake's ass looks real, real good in those. Okay, it's one of the it is one of the most uh, sexless series I've ever played in a heterosexual sense. I think there's a lot of like, yeah, maybe mm. unintentional subversive queerness in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> but when it tries to say, like, when it explicitly tries to say these two people are boning or this is a thing that you're meant to find hot, it falls down completely. Oh yeah. But when oh, mm-hmm. Ocelot's just being Ocelot, you're like, oh okay. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Snake takes off his mask, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. Good job, Naked Snake. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Like, all these men and women talking to each other, and there's no... There's no like, passion or flair. It's just, like... I like you said, completely sexless. Yeah, like, like even the stuff in 3 with Naked Snake and Eva, uh, which is the closest the game, the series gets to an actual real-life heterosexual mm. relationship is forced and like mostly about betraying people 
lest we forget the amazing relationship of Jack and Rose. Oh. Move over Bill Shakespeare. (laughs) How many times can you watch King Kong, my friends? Oh, Fucking King Kong. Fucking King Kong, yeah. What day is it, Jackson? What day? Jackson, Jackson, do you remember what day it is? Uh, is, it, is it the day we met? Is it the day oh, is we it? met? Is it? Oh, Are it you is. sure? You don't sound sure. I'm going to ask you again later. Okay. <laughs> I'm just screaming at the TV. Get, it's, is, it, is it the day you met? Is it the day you met? It is the day. Uh, ah, the other payoff for that's pretty good. I can't lie. Uh, but, no. Um, back to this game. Back to this game. Uh, I guess you we know, can talk about... Game. We should talk about the story now. Uh because it's, it's, it's let's be real it's why it's why we're here it's why it's, anyone is ever here <laughs> it's why anyone's here for these games so what did uh now in the context of every metal gear solid game that will ever be made ever existing what did this one feel like it felt dumb jackson felt dumb <laughs> felt dumb <laughs> yeah but i i it, it was Mega Solid is... I, I don't know. Um, it felt alright, actually. I mean, it was dumb, but it was dumb in a good way. Like, yeah. it, it, it at least tries. I don't know, you go. I, I'm so, okay, still you, got right, right, formulating. Okay. Uh, for me, what was <laughs> weird about it is that um, everything's there. All the things that I associate with uh, the series are there, but the it's it, it isn't quite ready to commit to a lot of stuff. Uh, it is. I feel like the series crystallizes with two, um, and then it crystallizes again with three, and it's been mm. on three ever since. I feel, uh, which has been slightly disappointing to me because two is easily my favorite of the games, uh, and the way the world state stuff is handled in post two games never goes as far as two. But in in one, you don't have the Patriots, but it's still trying to do all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's still this game about these people being trapped by their situations and the government lying to them. But the way it goes about that because it doesn't have the Patriots as a system yet, is just, oh, the Secretary of Defense is evil, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I, I always like that. I, like, he just shows up at the end, and is like, no, I'm evil now, and I'm going to nuke you. And then he gets, like, he, he... The Colonel gets arrested, and he shows up, and then he gets arrested, and the Colonel shows up again in the space of maybe ten minutes at the end of the game there. And then goes, I'm not a Colonel, and Snake goes, right. And you're like, okay, sure thing, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever the hell you say. Well, you guys look like you've got that under control over there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that stuff is not quite there yet because uh, it hasn't... Uh, I think Metal Gear Solid is definitely a game that you can play and not realise the themes of the series. Like, I understand why mm-hmm. fans of Metal Gear Solid hate Metal Gear Solid 2, maybe on a subconscious level, because Metal Gear Solid 2 is one of the most explicitly anti-American, anti-capitalist video games ever created, ever. Yes. Uh, like, to a striking degree that is... And then when you see the stuff they cut out after 9-11, and you saw, like, what it was originally, you're like, fuck! <laughs> My god, how did anyone... How was this allowed by America? Uh... Like how how do people still like? I guess because it's uh, nonsense enough that that subversive stuff can kind of get through. But in this game, uh, the way it tackles like power lying to you and mm-hmm. people doing shitty things is less of a, a distrust of like systemic violence and instead distrust of governmental power. Uh, mm-hmm. Like all these people being trapped within violence because because the they're, higher they're being evil. told you yeah. know to go and perpetuate this violence. 
by and the that, government. And that's like the themes of the series is these people's lives being nothing to the people who are above them. Mm-hmm. But uh, usually that theme, when it's often portrayed as an incredibly like right-wing theme, uh, like notions of individualism and how that is portrayed in the series are... Like, the fact that it manages to portray a world in which everything is controlled by a secret few and, like, the soldiers are the heroes who have to save the world, but without ever once falling down a awful jingoistic uh, politics line is amazing. Yeah. But I think... Oh, no. Melgazon one was very fair in saying, you know, these are not good people. You know, these are killers and they are bad. And, <laughs> you know, they don't enjoy... What they're doing here, and snakes come from, oh, always going well. I'm just a hired killer, and so tired. And... So, <laughs> help me, help me. But please. you enjoy the killing, brother. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. You enjoy the killing. I don't know why he's Bane now. Uh, but yeah, so that that stuff is uh, the like state of the like. It doesn't make the connection between these people being instruments of the state and the uh, like Melga Solid 2 basically pulls out everything Melga Solid says about soldiers and just says it about everyone trapped within capitalism mm-hmm. uh, I feel like is the uh, effect of that game and but uh, one is far more concerned with just these smaller relationships yeah on, the, on an individual level mm-hmm. and personal. I think my, some of my favourite stuff in the game is the Naomi and Grey Fox stuff mm. mm-hmm because it's the, the the moment on which you are betrayed by one of your closest allies and they, they have not only killed you, but they have killed everyone around you, used you as a like tool of death yeah. in the most heinous way imaginable. And Snake's reaction is, yeah, sounds fair. Yeah, like, fair enough. <laughs> I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't really hold it against her. He's just like, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I love that the that's the th- way they go with that is uh, the series and Snake care way more about people's reasons for doing bad things, and mm-hmm. they care like so long as you're earnestly making a mistake, the series is okay with that. Uh, but if you are just like Liquid is choosing to just make terrible choices, and it is very clear that he is just making yes. the wrong choice. He knows that these are bad choices, and he's going to make them. Mm-hmm. Because he feels put down. <laughs> Liquid is... Uh, he's a weird villain. Uh, he He's good in this game. I'm conflicted slightly more about him in 4. But... Because uh, he's the least interesting of the Metal Gear... No, he's not Vulgan. He's the second least interesting of the Metal Gear villains. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah, completely. He's there to be the villain. Because mm-hmm. after this, like... Solidus, he's not even a villain. <laughs> like he's the final boss, but he's not—he's not the bad guy of that game. He's just kind of there. Yeah, he's just you know being Mr. President, ex-president. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> this is a world in which the, the ex-president of the United States has octopus arms. Like, it's true, he does. He does, and it's like okay, all right, he's, <laughs> yeah, I get it, I get Solidus. Uh, are you annoyed that he's not called Gaseous Snake? Um, I'm a little annoyed. Okay, Solidus is a real thing that means the like space between liquid and gas, a uh, liquid and liquid and solid. Like it means he is liquid snake and solid snake combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, thematically, okay. it, thematically, it totally makes sense. But on the other hand, <laughs> I mean, I was always waiting for plasma snake. <laughs> I mean, 
They they could have they theoretically could have gone that route. Instead, they went the route of having as many characters in as many games with as much graphical fidelity as possible say the words "big boss" completely earnestly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favorite thing about these games is like just the names and everything. It's just so earnest. Everything. It's just okay. like. Big boss, yep, he's the man. He's yep. the, every time anyone says he in this game, Snake every goes, do you, do you mean Big Boss, though? <laughs> <laughs> he saved me. Yeah, but are you talking about yeah. Big Boss? Big, BB. BB. Saladin. You mean Big Boss, though? <laughs> big B. <laughs> the biggest of the bosses. None more big, none more boss. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Even Naomi was like, oh, yeah, he came and he rescued us. I was like, I. Big Boss? Aye. <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah. Because I, was, I thought, wasn't there a Grey Fox? No, but then Big, Fos- Big Boss... Big Fox. Big Fox. <laughs> That's a slash pick. <laughs> uh, I, people are still annoyed that they haven't had the Big Boss Frank Yeager game. Everyone expected that from 5 and it didn't give yeah, it Yeah, I kind of expected that from 5. Um, no. no, it went in well, a very different I mean, direction. That's already a game. It's Metal Gear 2. Uh, no, it's not. 1. No, it's not. No. Uh, he is... Uh, Metal Gear 2 has a, some real good Frank Yeager stuff though in it because mm. uh, by the way in Metal Gear 2 Frank Yeager has a completely different tragic backstory with another woman in <laughs> ah great in <laughs> uh, this time it's his lover but <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> so like knowing the, both games have ended with this climactic confrontation between you and Grey Fox in which it is something tragic about the woman he loved is revealed <laughs> <laughs> different women of Frank well, it's, it's, it's remarkable how much Metal Gear Solid is actually just a remake of Metal Gear 2 in many ways uh, like, there are just so many plot threads that are exactly the same um, like, yeah yeah there's, there's the tower isn't there they run up the tower, they run up one. The tower. There's, uh, um, you've got to go find the soldier from the ladies room and then you yes and then you like kind of fall in love with her a bit yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't someone Die on a bridge, lady gets shot. Uh, people die on bridges. Is, does that happen in Metal Gear Solid? No, um, I think it's a parallel to the sniper wolf when she shoots yes, Meryl. Yes, yes, no. It's it's yeah. Okay, yeah. It's exactly the same video game. Uh, but yeah, and um, speaking of sniper wolf, what do you think of the sniper wolf stuff in this game? Well, Jackson, yes. I mean, I'm on this podcast purely to learn one thing. Well, ask me the question. Uh, well. I'm here. I had to come find you because I had to ask you. Can love bloom even on the battlefield? Uh, I think so. I think it can. I think so? Okay. That makes me feel good. What I love about the Otacon Sniper Wolf snuff is how the game, like especially in the Otacon ending, like Otacon's going like, Sniper Wolf may be dead, but our love is still real. And I'm like, buddy, she doesn't yeah. even know your name. She doesn't know who you are. <laughs> She let me feed the dogs once. It must be love. <laughs> and, and it's great, because uh, what I like about that, I don't know if it's intentional or not, I don't think it matters, is it's this inversion of what the relationship between uh, Snake and Meryl is. Yeah. Because I don't think, even though he says, oh, you're so beautiful riding off to the sunset, like, he doesn't, he doesn't care about Meryl. No, nothing he's done so far. Uh, well, I mean, he, he saved her, but he's like... But that, even that, like, so have you seen the Otacon ending? I, I, I should have maybe watched it before we came on. Yeah, um, I can't remember the Otacon ending at all. Oh, you've seen it? Well, my favourite thing about the Otacon ending is that 
when Meryl dies in it, uh, he is upset, but he is more upset that he failed his mission than anything about her person. He's like, I was not a good enough soldier, and now you're dead. Like, that is ah. why he's upset. Okay. And that's why he cares about saving Meryl. Not I just, because yeah. he's in love with okay. her. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I totally buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I like to see that... I like saying that Otacon is just Meryl to Snake in there. Oh, we're totally in love. Yeah. <laughs> and Otacon and like, well, was just like, could you please shut up so this guy can shoot me in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, give, give me my gun. Uh, yeah. I was surprised at how short that cutscene was. Because it's really much longer in Twin Snakes. Oh, is it? Right. Well, wolves gather around her, bring her her stuff, and Otacon drops to his knees and cries about six times. Oh, okay. So Otacon happens. (laughs) Uh, It's yeah. Say no more. Say no more. (laughs) I I get it. (laughs) And then we come after the. uh, What? uh, Let's actually talk about the bosses for a second. Of the boss characters. Which one is uh, like which one's uh, story resonates the most? I guess because uh, I feel like the Metal Gear Solid's narrative design is mostly just you kill a bunch of people, they have a monologue, the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. So, which one of those did you find the most effective? Uh, you mean the monologue? The just, just as a character, like which boss? As, was... a, as a character, um... probably Sniper Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sniper Wolf is probably mine as well. Uh, yeah. I really like Psychomantis as well. I liked. I think I liked his boss fight more than I liked him as a as a character. What I like about Psycho but Mantis, I like that Snake was like let him speak, like just yeah, a, just a soldier. That's why I like Psychomantis is his. I feel like the game shifts at that moment from um, this, it's like do the mission story whatever to like it is an important moment in, character, in Snake's arc because it shifts the game's focus on. Oh no, even this monster who is a soldier like mm-hmm. the game cares more about them than it does about anyone else like, yeah as this uh, awful irredeemable human being is dying it is uh, has enough sympathy for like the yeah it lets you know that he's still a human like it's can... it's less that I mean it is that but it's more that it is the game is far more concerned with the grand tragedy of the fact that this person like was born into this awful situation mm-hmm. rather than the individual responsibility of oh this person's a monster and should be killed yeah uh, and it is the first moment where that really happens because you don't kill anyone before that, do you? Um, at least because uh, you have got the tank and he just tank, runs yeah. away. Ocelot gets his arm cut off, mm-hmm. and Grey Fox he took runs my away. hand. <laughs> no, he's like, ah, he took my hand. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care very much that his hand is now gone. Well, he had to stay. It's fine. He's mostly unfazed by his lack of hand. <laughs> As I would be, I guess. I guess. I mean, hands come and go. They do in Metal Gear. <laughs> How many characters have lost their arm now? Uh, is, it just, is it just three? three. No, three it's four. Too it's too few. It's, gonna... it's four. It's hmm. at least four. But one of them loses their arms every five minutes. Because you got who you got? You got um, you got Revolver Ocelot. You got Grey Fox later in this yep. game. You got uh, Big Boss in five, and you got Raiden. Raiden every yeah. six minutes in four. <laughs> oh, just yeah, all the time. It's just losing. Bits. Have you played Revengeance? No, I haven't. I you haven't should played play, it. You should play I, Revengeance. Um... It is a, it is one of the it is great. It's a fantastic game. 
I know I need to learn how to play it. I kept dying in like the first level. Uh, that'll like, happen. Oh. You need to just work out how parrying works. Once you work out how parrying works, you're pretty much invincible. Mm. No, I definitely need to go back. Took me a few levels, but no. In like the first level of that game, Raiden gets his arms cut off, and he's like, "Oh no, not again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has him back in the next level. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, but yeah, I love the the way the game uh, extends so much pathos towards the people that you're murdering. Because mm-hmm. um, even though it has this moment of you enjoy all the killing and everything, it doesn't feel uh, like this rug pull of, um, you know, oh, the thing that you were doing for the game was actually bad. Ha ha ha. Yeah, like, look how bad you've been. Oh my god, you thought you were. Yeah. Uh, like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have that kind no. of twist that is a popular thing in modern times. Definitely. It, it's out, you know, it, it's. Definitely better at what it does than Spec Ops The Line ever was. Uh, uh, I don't know about... I mean, I, I like Spec Ops uh, quite a bit. Oh, I like I liked that game a lot. I, th- I think this game's better at that. I think this game's better, but Spec Ops is, is fine. Spec Ops commits. Yes. Uh, there's lots of games... I like Call of Duty sometimes does this like at the end of the game. Like, huh? Are you secretly bad? And you're like, oh, fuck off, Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> you're Call of Duty, go away. Yeah, come on. Who are you? Shut up. Quiet down. I'm here for the multiplayer anyway. <laughs> I'm not. I'm here to see Kevin Spacey do. I guess the last Call of Duty yeah. game was just a Metal Gear game, in which Kevin Spacey resigns from the UN, makes an army of genome soldiers only uh, who won't be restricted by nations, and you have to go kill him. That is literally the plot of a Call of Duty game. Wow. Yeah, that is basically just Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. How, how did Konami not like sue them? Because they're too busy turning it into pachinko machines. Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, and destroying all their employees oh, emotionally, right. physically, and socially. <laughs> it's a tragic thing. It's, it's a tragic case. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Melga series makes a lot of sense uh, if you look at what Konami has done over the last twenty-five years, and then find replace the entire script with uh, replace soldiers with game developers. And replace uh, <laughs> nations with uh, game publishers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly everything becomes a little clear about what that series uh, is. That's, that's why all the surveillance cameras are there. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, no, I just. Uh, I, I, the, meta, the meta stuff in Melga Solid, it's there in a little bit. It's not quite at the level it will be as it goes. No. No, definitely not. Uh, two, four, and five are just fully about uh, what it's like to play and make games. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what Do we have any final thoughts about the story of Malaga Solid before we go into your re- just like relationship with the series in general? No, sorry, it's, it's a good time. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a very you know? ridiculous time. It's a fun time. Oh, it's real fun, you know. Mm-hmm. You've got the man who loves to reload during battle. He loves to reload. There's nothing like the feel of a long silver bullet sliding into a greasy chamber. There's nothing oh, I need like those it. greasy chambers. <laughs> I need the greasy chambers. There's nothing like it. Just nothing like it. <laughs> um, I remember this pain. <laughs> I love. I don't know if there's much. Uh, in, like so, my reaction to this is that um, I really like Melga's stories like a lot, but hmm. I also think that might just be. I really like Japanese storytelling style. Uh, Because so, in the last couple of years, I've played Final Fantasy VII, I've played all the Metal Gear games, I've played uh, Yakuza 3, 
I've played Kingdom Hearts and everything, and they all like have the same story in that no one knows what's going on until four fifths of the way through, yeah. and then everyone everything is suddenly revealed, and then it comes to this like a beautiful place of everyone's motivations line up, and it's amazing, and you walk away into the sunset. It's great, and apparently I just like like that style of storytelling, so I don't want to ascribe all of the reason I like it to Metal Gear is good. Like I just apparently just need to play way more uh, games like this because. They're, that is a, a style of storytelling that resonates with me in a big way. Uh, have you? You should play. Uh, you and everyone listening should play Yakuza Three specifically. It's. Oh, I know. It's, it's on my list, man. It's it's. it's, it's everyone on, yeah. went and played Four because it was free on Plus. Don't do it. Three is the one you want. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you want to play the whole series, do. But I feel like Three might be the pinnacle. There's a reason after Three they went and like changed the format of them. Because three is really good. It's oh. it's really good. Oh, it's, it's real good. Okay. It's real good. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the the thing I wanted to say and talk to you about is the codec is I miss the codec. I miss the codec so much. Yeah. I yeah. There's nothing. You can't be a good codec conversation. You can't be a good codec conversation. But also the way, what it implies and about the way a mission works hmm. is, like, in the latest Metal Gear game, you will get information as it comes in. Uh, Kaz will say to you, have you played 5? I haven't played 5 yet, no. Because okay. uh, well, I'm uh, my life is in yeah. a bit of a limbo at the moment. Uh, and it's expensive, and it's probably not very good. Uh, I've put 100 hours into it. Ah, fantastic. Uh, Quality game, then. Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. I'm still angry. <laughs> uh, and in that game, you get the missions. You, um... Like, Kaz will go... There's, there's so much more writing in that game than any other Melga game, despite there being no story, because they have to... There's so many missions, and they have to fill every mission with, okay, this time you're getting this guy, this guy is there, and it's mm. all meaningless. Whereas in... Uh, even up to four, uh, every, like, plot point objective was relevant. Like, you have to get the key cards because the key cards are the thing for this. It's not just you have to do this because there has to be a mission here because this is an open-world game. Uh-huh. Uh, but what I like about the codec is that it implies this interconnectedness and how you as an individual are essentially powerless without the knowledge of others. Like, so, there are so many times in this game where you don't know what to do. You have no fucking no. clue what to do. And the only way to find out is to call someone on the codec and they'll tell you. Yeah, and it, it's a safe space because everything stops around Snake when he's in the codec. Mm-hmm. And it's like my first react, like mental reaction when I get into a situation like that is to load up game facts or something. But... You don't need to, because they've actually put all of that in the game, but mm. they've contextualized it in this really interesting way that puts um, you as this one cog in a machine with lots of other people who you need to support. And that kind of has remained true with 5. But with 5, it's like, if your base is leveled up, you will automatically get the location of plants revealed on your map, and your controller will go, plants located. And it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing as Natasha, Nastasha sometimes being there. And you're like, oh, right, she exists. <laughs> oh, and I love Natasha. Like, I'm so bummed out she never appeared in any of the other games. Because no one ever called her. <laughs> I always called her. Man. Does she have some hits? Uh, she got some hits, you know. She's all like, oh, she's these nukes. It's a no good snake. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. You're good. right, Natasha. Uh, good point. There was, there was one though. She, um, I think, if you call her when you've got the cigarettes equipped, um, and she'll give you this long and detailed 
explanation of how lung cancer happens. All the time, she's got a cigarette ha- hanging out her mouth in a Kodak picture. <laughs> like, That's yes. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but she's just a contradiction. I mean, she she's an anti-nuke specialist, uh, activist. She knows everything there is to know about these machines that are designed to just kill you. I mean, that that's true of every single Metal Gear character, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, war is bad. I'm a soldier. I'm the perfect soldier. And Otacon's like, I signed up to make giant robots like I'm in my shows. You're telling me that this thing with a laser, uh, eight missiles and a rail gun was used for evil? What? No, He's no, like, no. These are peace missiles. Sure. <laughs> He's so shocked that they could possibly have allowed, like... <laughs> Your dad's called Huey. <laughs> Your dad is called Huey, and he's called Huey. Okay, called Huey. Listen, Otacon, <laughs> let me sit down with you for a second. I know Something you've had a hard you. life. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Any final thoughts on Metal Gear Solid One then? Before we ride off into the sunset and talk about the series as a whole. That's uh, a one. Well, you, you get the uh, jet ski warmed up there, Jackson. I'll, uh, I'll get my thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, I, about the one thing I did, I really loved you know, playing this again, was just the use of space. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said at the beginning, we had... Because um, once you go outside, there's the spotlights and everything. Yeah. Um, that's the only bit in the game where there are spotlights. And it presents this big idea that you're so sick. You're the best at hide and seek, you know. You're gonna infiltrate this place. Zanzibar land hide and seek champion, you know, nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> um, and you're 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 you know you've got you're you're powerless. You've got no weapons, but you know you're the main man for the job. And so it all opens up, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna sneak past the searchlights. I'm gonna find the vent. Blah blah blah. But then soon after that, um, and I think this kind of draws into what to gain so the violence and everything. It starts to funnel you through Shadow Moses and put you in these positions where violence is the only option. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe the game is saying, Oh well, you know, the player is here to commit violence. They want, you know, to do it because it's fun. And so every so often you'll get cutscenes where you'll run into a camera, you'll have to shoot guys in the tower, you'll have to, you know, fend off um security guards with your machine gun and such. Um, because you know, at the start, it's about it's a game about control, and really, at the beginning, you're still under the illusion that Snake is in control because he is the best soldier ever sneaking. But really, um, it strips all that away and says, "No, you've got no control. You've just got to run in here, blow everyone away, because that's what is expected from all the players in this game mm-hmm. who are who are just using Snake." And so, I really like that whole aspect of using the environment to kind of funnel those themes um, just up until the very end really yeah uh, I agree I think it's a really cool thing that does I think that that element of Metal Gear Solid's themes like really crystallize with once they add tranquilizer pistols mm-hmm. and you suddenly you do have control like there's only one moment in two I think where you have to shoot people um, and like and then all the games going forward, it is always possible to mm-hmm. uh, find a non-lethal option. Like every single boss has a non-lethal health bar. Yeah, uh, 
and suddenly you do have the choice. Uh, yeah, but takes... this game, there was no non-lethal way to play Metal Solid 1. No, you're a soldier. You are, you are a trained killer. You're a trained you're killer. You're going to kill. You enjoy, you enjoy all the killing. You enjoy the killing. <laughs> have I mentioned? Yeah. Brother. Brother. You're here because you enjoy the killing. <laughs> That's why you're here. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that, that the way that handles that stuff is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess uh, we're finally going to take a little break now and come back and continue, I guess, because we've gone into it a little bit talking about the series mm. as a whole and what Corey thinks because yeah cool podcasts cool podcasts that's the song for you section but what was uh, your so your first Metal Gear Solid game was uh, your first Metal Gear game was Metal Gear Solid right with your dad yes yes, yes it was uh, it was um, we had just moved to Spain yes um, we you know I brought my PlayStation with me and so we were in a new house and uh, not a lot of money to our name so it was chipped and pirated of course of course like a PlayStation is all were of course oh, yeah. yeah and um, you know so we played Met- through Metal Gear Solid uh, so my dad was so I was sitting there going four and uh, of course, pirate pirate copy. We don't have the back of the CD case. <laughs> How did you get through that? Um, I think the person um, we were getting the games from. I think my dad w- was walking for them, and they were like, and so he must have mentioned that one day at work. He's like, "Cause since he has broken, like I keep bringing up like, because you get a CD case in game, there's a CD in your items, and yeah. he was like." I don't know how to turn it around or anything. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'll give you the codec because we totally don't have the back of the box. <laughs> yep. I like that in the uh, PS3 downloaded version, they have a fake manual and just at the back of it, it just says Meryl's codec. Meryl's codec, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, come on. You didn't even try. Didn't even <laughs> scan in a PDF. Uh, it's... <sighs> So that was your first one, and where did it, where when did you like p- play one for yourself? Was it two? Probably two. Yeah. Yes, two was my first. Um, probably my my first. You know, Corey, Corey went out and bought Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at, at that time, then you know, all my friends went into it as well. So it was a thing that happened. Because um, you, you know, were the thirteen-year-olds playing the video games at that time. Yeah, and that was what the video games were cool. That was one of the cool video games for cool people. I was a bit yeah. younger, so I missed out on uh-huh. that. Yeah, so you know, he was like, "Oh my God, Metal Gear Solid Two's out!" And there, you know, you, you can shoot all the bottles on the on the on the bar shelf. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Is, they're all that, destructible. Was that every the, single one? Was that the conversation? Uh, it was. I'm glad was, that uh, video that's game what talk it was never like changes. Back in the day, Jackson. <laughs> no, it's the same now. Every, <laughs> yeah. All the kids are like, "Oh, you can see all of his paws." <laughs> 
That's oh, the draw distance goes on forever, man. <laughs> Whoa. Crafting systems. Uh, so, no. what did you think of two? What was what? Where did you fall when two came man. out? What was your thirteen-year-old like, reaction to Metal Gear Solid Two? I don't. It's. I don't think I'm still ready to process Metal Gear Solid Two. Like I think I see that game and I become thirteen again. And I'm yeah. Like, what? Who? AIs? Uh, is, is that what it Who, felt just like? Raiden? Huh? Who? Snake? Excuse me. Where's Snake? I, I love Snake. Did Did you Did you not know? No, I did not know. Oh my god! How was that? What was that like to it not was, know? You know? I surprisingly, I was fine with it because um, I liked even when I you know back You're then like, oh, I liked the now. way Snake now seemed even cooler compared to Raiden. You know, this guy with the you know, the, the long white hair and the you know stopping every every five steps to have a codec conversation. You're like, come on, I just, I've done this already. Just, just go, I know. And he's like, no, no, I've got to ask the colonel how to open this door. And then he sees Snake, and I'm like, oh yeah, the Snake, he's a badass. <laughs> and then he go away again, and I'm like, oh, well, he's off doing, you know, great things. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I never had a, mm-hmm. I never had a dislike for Raiden. Um, I mean, he, he sucks. Yeah. I mean, he sucks. Yeah, That's, yeah. Um, he sucks, but that's mostly on purpose. And you know, no, no, I was, I was fine. I was, actually, I was actually fine with, with all of that. So, what did you think of the ending? I, I, of I, I How'd that go down with you? Like, I just didn't care. I was like, what? Who? No. Nope. Well, what? No. The president. Oh. Uh-huh. What? Who? What? Yeah. The, the patriots. Oh, oh okay. Information is. Bad? Oh, sentient no, America. Sure. Bad information is bad. I, I. Why do I have a sword? <laughs> okay. I bet as a thirteen-year-old, it's really hard to process that the sequel to Game Where You Shoot Dudes Fun oh, is so hard. just this hour-long cutscene at the end of a long explanation. I think nowadays a thirteen-year-old could probably look at that and go, oh, "Okay, I get it," because social media is now a thing. Oh, that's the thing—is it actually is far more topical now? Yeah, back in the day, this was an even more alien concept because. We just didn't have that amount of information, you know, running <laughs> to our homes at any one time. And and then it became, and then he was right, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Then you get older, and you you look back and go, huh? Bastard knew it all along. <laughs> Kojima, been, yep, Kojima knows. <laughs> um, well, no, yeah, no I, a... I liked all the stuff. Was like, oh, it's basically, um, you know, it's Metal Solid One again. You know, all these familiar situations. I was like, oh, okay. We we also like yeah when the Cyborg Ninja showed up again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then it turned out to be all gun. I was like yeah. And then you're like oh when there's another boss fight that's basically Bomberman except this time worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do not like the Fat Man fight. I don't like it at all. Fat Man's a bad fight. Uh, I actually don't like <sighs> the bosses in Metal Gear Solid Two that much. No. Uh, Fortune's a bad fight. Fortune's a bad fight. Uh, Fortune's I love as a character. Fortune's fantastic. I think Fortune, the stuff that I, we'll go into this more with uh, Heather next episode, but um, the stuff that happens with Fortune and two is the only unexplained supernatural element of Metal Gear. You mean at the very end? Yeah, because everything yeah. else is about nanomachines and oh, mm-hmm. oh well, I guess I guess I guess. Um, then you have the end of two, where the White House has become sentient. 
and they never mentioned that again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, what even happened? Like, because you cut to Metal Gear Solid Four, and it's just AIs again. It's just war and AI, and you're like, well, what happened when the people? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I have my I have my theories in the mm. the like not logically. Like, I can't logically tie those two things up, but thematically, like. In two, basically, the whole point is everything strips away and you're not talking to any system. You're literally talking to the purified ideas of the bad guys. Like they're, You're basically talking to the Patriots, even though they're not. Yeah. Uh, and by the time four comes around, it's way more... Like, th- that's what I meant by three re- re-crystallizing what Metal Gear was. Like, four is a sequel to three. Um, even though it, you think it's a sequel to two, because it's like, oh, Snake versus the Patriots, let's go. It's yeah. a sequel oh, to three. Yeah, because uh, mm. it turns the Patriots into the people from three. For like, oh, huh, 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 huh. Uh, so Major going zero, me... son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so going into three, then like so, uh, assuming now a bit older, a little bit older, coming into your late teens. What did, yeah. Do you play Metal Gear yeah. 3 at launch, or were you done? Oh yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3 was my jam. Was it? How were, what were, you, was it. were you about we, that? Uh, it, uh, to my mind, this was this was the game. Like That was a consensus, really, to a lot of the people I knew. It was like, have you seen, have you seen Metal Gear Solid 3? Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen the, the camouflage? And, oh my god. And, um, Vulgan, like you said before, <laughs> bad character. But he doesn't. Luckily, he doesn't matter because the boss is there. Oh, the bosses are oh phenomenal! I love it. Ah, mm-hmm. oh. I know. Oh. I know. It's so good. Oh. So, so at the time he shoots bees. <laughs> that's he not. Shoots bees. That's not the boss. <laughs> that's that's the other guy. <laughs> that's the fury. I don't fucking know. It's one of the ones who isn't the boss. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were just talking about bosses in general. No, I meant the boss. Oh, the boss. That's oh, already big boss, the boss. <laughs> Bosses. The, it, it's great in Metal Gear Solid 1 when Li- uh, Ocelot's talking to Liquid and he'll say boss. And then big boss in the same sentence. And you're like, oh wait, who's who? Hang on. <laughs> Raising my hand here. <laughs> but So for you, when 3 was coming out, was Metal Gear a series that everyone cared about the story for? Or was it uh, like... Look at the, like they've made a camouflage game. It's the most cool system. Yeah, stuff. I mean, we were young. Yeah. You know, we were we were boys. We were young. We liked our tech. It was. I I always enjoyed it for the story myself. Yeah. Um, and so did I know someone else. Uh, one of my other friends. He got really into it. Mm-hmm. But everybody else I knew, they were probably just in it for the shootings and the stickings. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, like, so, yeah, I mean, you, most people were very... I won't say most people, that sounds a bit snobby. Well, no, I, just, but, I think that the Metal Gear series is... I always think of it as a really story-focused series, but mm-hmm. it was totally, especially at the start, uh, like, when... Because 4 was the big game that came out when I was, like, 14. So, and that game has the least amount of, like, for-the-gameplay stuff. Mm. Uh, so that's the purest of... Oh, you play this game because you want to see what happens to Metal Gear. But before that, yeah. and now after that, it is this stealth game that everyone loved and had all these really interesting systems in it. Oh um, yeah, although the way these systems interact, that was that was definitely it was a huge selling point. 
because I I didn't re- like because of the the Metal Gears that came out when I was at peak teenage years. I didn't realize how much that was like what that series was because the first game was like the story was there and everyone liked it, but it was more like you can sneak and shoot these guys and it's like the, the military because this was three years before no four years before Splinter Cell. So this kind of stuff just didn't exist as a mm. thing you played. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you go back and read all the reviews, and they're, they're like, "Wow, the sneaking!" Oh, sneaking mission! <laughs> One man, mind. One man sneaking oh. mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get famous and sneaking goes out the window. It was like, okay, fine. So, but it was still a sneaking mission. Uh, so, what, did, what was your like your main takeaway from three? Then like, three um, was it your favorite one at the time? Uh, it was, yeah. Still not sure if it's still my favorite. We'll, we'll, I, lo- we'll, I love we'll, the boss. We'll end this podcast asking you what your favorite Metal Gear oh, is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it, it's bounced around a bit over the years as I've uh, as I've grown and I've <laughs> reevaluated them all and gone. Oh well, actually, uh, huh. interesting, huh. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I love three. I love. Um, I love the characters. I love. I love BB, my big bay. <laughs> big Bay, Big Bay, and and and, but, and the boss, and you know everything mm-hmm. that goes on between them. Just again, more they're just soldiers doing their jobs. Badly voiced, uh, Khrushchev and uh, Johnson. <laughs> remember, remember that. Remember when it made Metal Gear made Khrushchev and Johnson having a conversation about a naked snake cannon. <laughs> what a ridiculous time. Oh, what a ridiculous time in our lives, Jackson. Yeah. Oh, so got through it stronger. So, uh, what about four? Were you were you out by then? Were you still in? Oh no, I, I've never, I've never. You never been out of Metal Gear. I'm, I've always been well in. Um, you know, knee deep. That's me in the Metal Gears. <laughs> uh, so four comes out. You'd be almost. Four 20. comes out. Um. Um. Well, I guess it came out exactly a decade after Metal Gear Solid, so you'd be uh, ten years older. You'd have grown from a boy to a man. I am he- a man. He- yes. <laughs> Here comes I Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots. We've come full circle. <laughs> I am now in university. Yes. Um, Metal Gear Solid Four is out. Yes, it is. I- I'd buy it, <laughs> and I think I-, I need some time. So. Luckily enough, actually, this is both fantastic and maybe a little depressing. Yeah. Um, I spent an entire St. Valentine's Day weekend <laughs> just me and Metal Gear Solid 4. You know, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. I don't don't regret it for a second. <laughs> Everybody else was out. You know, no one was about, you know. They're all... Everyone had plans. Everyone had plans. You know, of course. And so did you. Day. It was a weekend, and I was like... This is the perfect time to play this. Like, I will not be disturbed and I can get right in. And you did. I did for a solid three days with nothing but Metal Gear Solid 4. And From Friday you... evening to Sunday night, <laughs> I beasted my way through that yep, game. Yep. Enjoyed every moment of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, every uh, moment? Most moments <laughs> of it. <laughs> yep. Sometimes Drebin was like, this, your pure war. This, she ate her child and family. And <laughs> but the other moments of oh, the other moments, Jackson. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so good. I 
Well, I, I know a lot of people no, can, no, consider... No shadow of a doubt, in my mind, the <laughs> bit where you climb into Metal Gear Rex and then you kill Metal Gear Ray in Rex and greatest moment in video games <laughs> is that, of all time. Is that what ever. it felt like when you realised that was what was going to happen? You could see it coming and you were like, I was sitting there going... I mean, could you You get into Rex? And... No, because you're back there, Jackson. You're back. Yeah. You've, you're like... From the big, from the moment you step in the shadow of Moses, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, and all the items are in the same place. All the items are in the same place. I tried to get into the truck and I couldn't, and I was like, what? And so I crawled under it. I'm like, ah, there's the circum. Yeah, and that was with me going back to this game because, like, wait, isn't the circum under the truck? Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And best is yet to come is playing, and then <coughs> yeah, and you, you're there, and you're like ah, and uh, yeah, so you're in this room. There's Metal Gear Rex, and you're like, oh my god, it's on, oh my god, oh my god, it's on. Like there it is, right? It's, it's just there, and it's just that the fan. You're like, oh, oh no, whatever will we do? <laughs> and then he does what any of us would do, and I'm like, yes, this is this is it. Just Ray jumps out of the water, and then Ray over, and you're like. It's on. It's happening. Like, you've lost all coherent thought at this point. <laughs> like, you're acting on instinct alone. This is and, what happens when you are a 10-year-old who played Metal Gear Solid as a 10-year-old. I am 10 a 10-year-old again. And you're like, like in my room. oh shit. <laughs> my teenage years are coming in front of me right now. Yeah, and... flooding back. I'm drowning here. <laughs> you're like, in Metal Gear fan service. I know a lot of people found 4 uh, somewhat dis- disappointing. I guess you're not one of those people. I'm not. No. I'm not. I um No, no, I I loved for mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It, it had its moments, like we said. What was your take uh, on the should they or should they not have killed Solid Snake? Cuz I know that was the big controversy at the time. Everyone was like should he should have caught him he should have shot himself. Should have done it. Where did you fall on that? Not now, but where did you fall as a 20-year-old? Having played Metal Gear Solid 4, credits roll. Credits roll. And then the credits stop rolling. Yeah. And then you're back. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, exhausted, nine, 19 years old. <laughs> just spent entire Valentine uh, in my room playing this game. Yeah. I'm like, whew, I can't believe that's over. And then it's like, wait, what? No, that's half an hour left. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, what? You're not, you can't do this to me. Please, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,. No, no, it's keep, keep Snake. Yeah. Let Snake live for life. Yeah, yeah. I'm Choose life. <laughs> Get on the jet ski and just go. It's just Metal Gear Solid train spotting. <laughs> Choose life. Get a soak on. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's done that, right? Someone's mashed up the uh, train spotting opening to clips of Metal Gear Solid with a Solid Snake voice giving the Ian McGregor speech, but with Metal Gear Solid words replaced. Right? Oh, I hope so. I was very disappointed when I found out that uh, a version of um, We Didn't Start the Fire, but to the timeline of the Metal Gear universe, already existed and wasn't that good. I was like, this, oh, this, joke, this joke's perfect, but you didn't quite nail it, and I can't do it again because it's already existed, but... Damn. 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 They've, waste, they've wasted their gift. Of what, yeah. They t- they yeah they took a shot and they missed and it was <laughs> they missed <laughs> it was tragic they didn't qu- and it, no it's not like terrible terrible it's just close enough that you're like oh, my friends if only you had waited till you were a little older oh. you precious children 
It's too soon, man. It's too soon. So, uh, what have you played anything since four? Since four, uh, no, I've replayed um, two and three mm-hmm. uh, on the the remasters. Yep, got the, that collection. Uh, oh, I played Portable Ops. Oh, I haven't actually played that. That's the one Metal Gear game I haven't played. Hmm. I, the, I know uh, Solid Snake, uh, Naked Snake runs into someone else who's, uh, who's like, I am starting a country for soldiers. And Naked Snake's like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more about this country for soldiers. For soldiers. Uh, brother. Brother. <laughs> brother. Brother. Uh, no, that actually, that's probably my favorite thing about Metal Solid Two is Liquid's brother. It's, it's so good because when, when he when he reveals himself, yep, and just he's not in there for much. No, but when but he is, when he, he is like he, gonna let you he know is. he's there with the biggest and best brother, brother you have ever heard. A raw materials of vintage brother. <laughs> so what? Coming to the end of this, what is? Uh, Two questions. What do you see as, like, to you, the set? Because Metal Gear has, like, so many fucking themes and ideas in it that everyone has a different takeaway. So what is, like, to you, the center of what Metal Gear is? And what is your favorite game in the series? Oh, my. I know. I know. Oh, my. Why did you pull pull this on me now, Jackson? (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't overthink about it. Like, when you think of why you like it, that's a better question. Why do you like it? Why do I like Metal Gear? It's it's I think it's the earnestness. Yeah. Because it there's not many games that go that try to go as far as Metal Gear Solid tries to go, but and it doesn't always work. But mm-hmm. you sit there and go, "Hi, well, I can I can see what you're going for, and I enjoyed what you did. You know, he didn't nail the landing occasionally, but it's good effort, guys. Mm-hmm. Um." It's the characters, really, I think. It's it's the very human but very ridiculous at the same time characters. Yeah. Which feels quite real. Like, bec- because, of the, because of the earnestness. Like, yeah. this earnestness holds it together despite it being just a cloud of pure nonsense. Yeah, it, like, let's not lie here. It's a shambles. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It shouldn't work. But there is just something, just a special sauce that brings it all together. Yeah. So what's your uh, favourite game in the series? I don't know. Um, for the longest time, Metal Solid 2 was probably my least favourite. Are you one of those people? I think I was. Not because I disliked it. I, I guess, like, but compared to the other ones. Just because of the nostalgia for what came before and then Three. kind of what came after. I was yeah. like, well... I guess I just kind of got lost in the shuffle there. Yeah. So for the longest time, Snake Eater was my fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then it was one. I was like, oh, you know, like oh, Back it, was, it was so grounded yeah. and simple. <laughs> uh, and then when four came out, you know, for a while that was my favorite. I was like, this is amazing. But that was, I think, that was just purely just, just the rush of. Everything that game was, mm-hmm. um, an exhaustion probably wasn't thinking straight. So if you had to answer now, like nowadays, if you were to say to me, Corey, what's your favorite Metal Gear Solid game? I I did just say that to you. You did. 
But let me tell you, let me monologue for a bit here, okay. Jackson. <laughs> oh, so in this world where uh, your information uh, controls everything we do and um, you know, our brothers... <laughs> Um, they really, you know, get, the, get really, their arms transplanted. It's really hard people. to come up with a Metal Gear Solid monologue off the top of your head. Oh, it's so hard. I can't do it. <laughs> you, when you uh, do that, you realize, oh, a lot of work went into this sounding. Oh, as this, is, this is supposed to be really hard to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nowadays, I I fall into the Metal Gear Solid Two camp. Mm-hmm. I would say Two is my favorite at the moment. Nice, um, especially after replaying the. Um, the HD collection. Mm-hmm. I had the most fun with two, and now that I'm a bit older, that like actually thinking about the game, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get what it's saying. I like this. I'm I'm on board. You just look at Twitter and you're like, oh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm saying oh. that I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, hang on, wait, what? Oh, oh, oh no, oh no, oh. And, and everyone's every, everyone's telling me that I've got to dislike Metal Gear Solid Two. Wait, like, who's who's everyone? Oh, everyone, Jackson. Everyone. I feel like that has become the popular choice for the best Metal Gear game now. Like, more than three. Three was the one that everyone loved it before, but now ev- yeah, everyone loves I, the postmodernness. I, I would say that a lot of people would still say that three would be the best one. Uh, yeah, three and two are the ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. And I think three also presents itself as uh, insular and kind of standing on its own, and it's a bit more streamlined. Even though it's totally not, it's still well ingrained in the Metal Gear Solid. I think methods. two is two is the series at its best, like talking about this, like pulling everything out to a massive degree and talking state of the world politics stuff and whatever. But yeah. three is the best at this, like the other series mode of just the individual tragedy of the just crushing weight on these characters. Yeah, uh, and they both represent the two extremes, Metal Gear Solid, and then four tries to tie them together, mm. <laughs> and it does a good job of it. To be fair, it can't. Like, it's a decent effort on uh, Kojima's part. Like, I, I don't, I would, no, I don't know if anyone else would have been able to do half as good a job <laughs> trying all that together. <laughs> Especially because I know for a fact, like when they wrote two and three, they didn't actually plan to make another one. They didn't, ma- they didn't want to make a four. No. And they're just like yeah, but oh, Kojima's fuck. always been saying that. Yeah, but like, um, I know, but I mean, not that they didn't plan to keep making Metal Gear games, or like the Kojima didn't want to let someone else do it. I mean that they specifically the plot points that they ended up tying into four were not intended to be that, and it was a remarkable like they didn't know they were going to be able mm. to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. Like the thing of the guys in three being the Patriots, like that was just him going, um, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh god. Oh god! Oh no! Oh, no! Oh, Sigint. Okay, so the ah, oh, oh, what if Sigint. I halve the number of black characters and <laughs> kill them? All? Like, what if I make all of them dead by making the one that didn't get killed one of the other black characters that did get killed? Hmm. Well, you know, paramedics betrayal cut me real deep. Just, just oh, because she was Doctor Clark, wasn't she? I was she. I don't remember. Yes. No, oh. I'm not sure. Well, I'm going to play that one again soon, and we'll find out. We also have some questions that people have asked to answer on this podcast. Uh, two come from friend of the show, Cho, uh, at Bath Queen on Twitter, asking, why did the Russian lady weapons expert never come back or get mentioned ever again? It's because no one called her. I called no her, one called her. And she, you know... She was the oh, she was the weapon expert of my heart. 
I, I, I love her. Like she's just uh, she's just this grumpy Russian lady with a big cigarette hanging outside of her mouth. I'm like, it's love, really. Far more egregious is the the uh, Secretary of Defense, who is like the instigator for the entire plot, but is never given a motivation, a reason, or like a, anything ever. No, he's he's just a bad guy. And like, what what's he doing? Why is no. he doing this? Who knows? Every every other character gets a massive like monologue where they get to explain their motivations, and he's just like bad. <laughs> in the future, his role will be played by the Patriots, so hmm. they, they sort that out. But yeah, yeah, I guess they just needed someone yeah. at the end there to be like, give you a reason to have to try and I'm escape. Bad. Or something. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite classic Liquid Brother moment? This is from Cho as well. I can't. I, I think it's the beginning of two. Has to be. Has to be the beginning of, of two. Like, just uh, like, the hand uh, is shaking uh, and suddenly out of my arm, Liquid Brother. Brother! <laughs> it's beautiful. It's too beautiful. It's too beautiful. I've always liked the um, okay. our raw materials are vintage, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's another good one. Um, I always get to confuse with um, our jeans are vintage. It's it's it, really. Yeah, I ne- I always I always for some reason think he says our jeans are vintage. It's yeah, no, no, no. But we were saying uh, before the show, he he doesn't really go brother in Metal Gear Solid One. No, he just kind of says brother, 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 brother. Do you like my sunglasses, brother? Brother. Brother. <laughs> brother. Come here, brother. Ah. Uh, what? Cup of tea, brother. We have two more questions. I don't know who they're from because uh, they have been given to you by... Given by me. Uh, so, first one's from Callum Gibson. He's saying, why is it not being made into a film? That'd be a really terrible idea. <laughs> be a terrible film. <laughs> it's absolutely I mean, atrocious. Have you, have you just watched all the cutscenes back to back that Callum it's, uh just do that. That'll, that'll get you through your day. Well, the, the, I don't know. So, I would love to see someone try to make a Metal Gear Solid movie. I don't want to see it be made by the West. I think if Hollywood made a Metal Gear Solid movie, they would pr- probably completely misunderstand everything about its storytelling style. What, what are you talking about, Jackson? They do such good work in video game movies. Not even that. Such classics as uh, not even that, Max like Payne, <laughs> Hitman. No, 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 not even that. Literally, just Metal Gear Solid is a two anime. To be, it, it is. It is too anime. It's too anime. It's got giant robots in it. Not even, but it's just the it's style is too anime. It's it's just it's just too anime. And I've thought about this. Like, what what would you? How would you? What? How? How? How would you even do how? that? I don't. I still don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think they could nail the tone. They definitely could not. Well, unless they gave it to the Wachowskis. Ah, uh... that is the only the only people in. Uh, a Hollywood system that I think could maybe no because they're too lighthearted. They're too lighthearted. They don't have their anti like. But when I think of mm. things that are goofy and ridiculous and like have these really earnest systemic critiques, but are also just nonsense things that are very earnest about being nonsense, I think of Wachowski <laughs> movies. I think of Speed Racer. I think of Jupiter Ascending. Uh, but I don't know. I, it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah. All right. Um, it's a good chat. Yeah. yeah, it would be a terrible idea. Uh, uh, why would you make terrible it, idea? Why would you make it into a terrible. film when you could make it into a pachinko table? A man points ching, ching. to a blackboard. I don't even know what pachinko is, but ching ching <laughs> it makes a lot of money. <laughs> yes, so much money, in fact. Um, why? Uh, what's the, oh no, you've got the. I don't know who it's from again because they're all in my document. Oh yeah, and uh, Chris Scott. Chris Scott. Um, from Overwatch, critically saying asks why do people hate the twin snakes jackson because it is it uh 
takes away the lie of what Metal Gear Solid was before 2, I feel like is the main reason. Like, it, um... It, you can't play that game and think Metal Gear Solid is a grounded series in the way that you maybe could with Metal Gear Solid 1 as a kid. Like, the just flipping out nonsense, the voice acting yeah, is so the much Yeah, one more. thing I've heard from people, it always seems to be, it's too, um, you know, Snake doing backflips and stuff so, is supposedly a bad thing. It's so good. He does a back... <laughs> so when the hind shoots him, he, like, does a backflip off the missile... Or something. I remember something oh, like that. I don't remember. I was, it's been a few months since I played it, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> good. But no, it, the, the voice acting is a little different, and um, it's way more in line with the rest of the series. It's not as gruff. It's far more mm. earnest, and the accents are gone, which is a shame. Well, it's a shame for Naomi. Uh, Mei Ling's accent is questionable. I think it's it's because it's, it's someone putting on a Chinese accent, and you're a bit like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I don't know why it's so hated. Like, it does change the game a lot, and you get first-person shooting, so it's a lot easier. Like, the ocelot boss fight is trivial now. Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think so you can just stand there and aim. <laughs> you do. I think it yeah. is a shame that it's so hated. I think it's a shame that it's been disowned by Kojima because I would have loved to have seen that in that. There's no reason that shouldn't have been in the HD collection. It's the same engine as two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have liked to have seen it been brought over, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Both the games are all good. You can play either of them. They're both valid experiences. <laughs> I feel they're both they're both good. Stay tuned mm. to the Metal Gear Solid yes, podcast. I will be <laughs> listening with eager ears. Uh, eager ears. Ne- yep. um, Next time, hopefully, uh, we'll be. I will be joined with uh, Heather Alexandra. Uh, schedule providing. I may have to. Anyone is uh, like possible to switch based on when schedule works out because it's hard to get mm. everything together. But that's the that's the goal. We're going to talk about Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, probably going to talk a bunch about uh, driving off the map. And, and probably a little bit about Revengeance because I don't currently have a podcast scheduled for Revengeance. Ah, okay. Uh, we'll see. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining me, Corey. Where can we find you on the internet? It's time uh, to enter the, the internet. Um, ooh, that's uh, the stream of information that's enslaving us all. Uh, you can find me at Corey underscore Milne on Twitter. Yep. Uh, my website is coreymilne.wordpress.com and I put all, all the writing that appears in various places will, you know, ev- eventually end up linked there. So Nice. I'm about, you know, come say hi. Nice, I will. Hi, Corey. <laughs> hi, Jackson. Hi. Brother! Brother!